65 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. When we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 wide sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. We bowling, baby. Is she say balling or bowling? Which one does she say? Bowling. Bowling. We bowling, baby. Wow. Wise to ask. <laughs> it would be yes. Well, welcome into uh, the studio, the Farm Bureau Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance across the state of Mississippi. Local agents in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. People that you can deal with one-on-one, face-to-face. Have a cell, a cell phone number. You know, exchange the old digits. And that and way, the real number, not their Gmail number. Right, yes, right, that's right, Roger. That's not their right. Google number. <laughs> this is a 662, you know, and like in the case of Tupelo, it's a 213 number or something like that. So uh, welcome into the show. Connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. Hey, speaking of, speaking of C Spire, congrats to them. Congrats to all the other folks who were able to be a part of the C Spire Connerly Trophy presentation last night in Jackson. Are you a voter on that? Kylan Hill. Kylan Hill, the winner. All right. The running back, Mississippi State. The he leads the SEC in rushing. Um, no, I'm I'm not a voter as far as I know. They're like ninety something media voters. Seems like you'd be in there. Ninety something what? The, the top ninety uh media people. Yeah. Maybe I need to just keep working. I'm maybe I'm only in the top one hundred right now. <laughs> I'm sure I could get go. a vote if I wanted one. Missed it by that much. Got a little coffee left here. Uh, today from High Point Roasters in New Albany. All right, so here's a here's a plan, man. If you are listening, you may still hear that Matt sounds under the weather, and I and I do. I I sound that way, uh, Roger. The only thing about me that is under the weather now, after getting the medical treatment yesterday, is kind of my voice and the continued coughing. You know, there's a whole. I've, Apparently, I had a really good case of something because I got the shot. It immediately helped me yesterday. Everything has felt better. It's amazing. My joints even felt better. I told my wife yesterday afternoon, I said, look at me. And Roger, you know I have back trouble. And most days, I really, really, really fight it. Man, after getting that steroid shot yesterday, my joints felt better. My back felt better. I said, look at me. And I showed her I could just bend right over and touch my toes. I never can do that. (laughs) So whatever it's anti-inflammatory. Yeah, so, whatever was yeah. in this shot was like the best thing for that. And but so, the other side of that, she said, "How long does it last?" Yeah, right. And she said, "Look, that's that's definitely a sign that you have inflammation in your back, and this thing just killed it. And now you feel great." And as I feel ten years younger 
because you probably the, got arthritis back there from playing. It that kind of causes it. Well, you know what? You don't have to be old to have yeah. arthritis, right? So we may be on to something. But I still have. I'm still. They gave me all these other medicines to take. Prescription. They like three different prescriptions. I got to start taking. Um, to I guess get rid of this stuff. So you know, I feel they give okay. You the good cough but, syrup? Yes. Oh, good yes. stuff in it. Uh huh. I feel okay. I just don't sound okay. Is all it is. But don't if you're listening to the show or watching the show on the stream, pay no attention to any of that. Everything's cool. And you sound, uh, you sound fine. You, you probably sound different to yourself because yeah. of your that's what it is. Finances and all that. You, you sound fine. Well, good. And I and I've got the compressor over here cranked up, Roger, where I don't have to talk very loud, but it's still loud enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> got your gate open. That's it. Got it open. Unlike other shows who close the gate and we all think that the producers have a speech impediment, which is not the case. Are you talking about our morning <laughs> show? Do I need to adjust their processors? Well, I think it's better than it used to be, but a while back, man, I was listening to Bo and, I, and Jackson I, I was talking. Adjust. Jackson was talking and I swear the only thing that that gate on that processor was letting come through was like this. <laughs> That's all we were getting. It was just, it sounded like a like a wild hog rooting around in a bean pack. That's all you could get. Somebody had hit the hit the knob and didn't realize it. Roger, that is awesome. Yeah, we had to adjust that. Yeah, but so then again, that sounds like Jackson on a on a normal day. on a normal day. That could be part of it. Okay, so uh, if you are tuning in, watching, listening. This is like transition day, you know, because it's Wednesday, we call that hump day. But the thing is, Roger, it's like, what are we transitioning to? You know, so for now. The high of the egg bowl and the low for some people. Right. I mean, three solid months, September, October, and yeah. November, where every Wednesday we are transitioning from one football game to another. And now it just hit me today. What the heck are we transitioning to? We've got the SEC championship game, and I want—I I do want to talk about that. And uh, but the other thing is too, Roger. I never did even once on Monday or Tuesday on this show even, you know, just talk at all about the other results around the SEC. True. I didn't mention one game, and of course we had the Iron Bowl, the Alabama the Auburn game. I, yeah, we are a little self-absorbed around here. But I learned uh, some new – well, I wouldn't say like learned it, but was reminded of some rule stuff in college football by going back and doing some reading. I watched the Iron Bowl, but I went back and did some reading about uh, some of the officiating in that thing. Because they had an issue right before halftime in the Iron Bowl, Alabama-Auburn, and then they had an issue you know, with the whole substitution thing at the end of the game that ultimately was a – Heck of a coaching move by Auburn, and so I'm going to weigh on in uh, on that at some point also. Clemson went into South Carolina and just blew them out. We know LSU stayed undefeated and beat Texas A&M. So all this stuff, I want to get to that, the other results. But first, let me just say, if you are listening on uh, The Zone, if you're list, you know, watching the stream online, I hope that you'll know I'm turning this thing over to you. I'm turning this show over to you today. Now, this is when it kind of backfires. But here's what we've had. If you're listening, you know this. If you have tried to text or call this show on Monday or Tuesday, that you might not have gotten in. 
or you might have gotten cut off. Many of our regular callers, I, I kind of burned through them quickly because we had people hanging on the line. You know, there were time there were even a few calls we didn't get to because we'd be up against a break and there was just and then there was I'm I'm trying to go through the text really fast at the end of the show and try to make up because there's been just so much reaction to what happened in the egg bowl, which makes total sense that the Monday and Tuesday post egg bowl would be some of the busiest uh, times of the year for sports talk radio around here. So today we're not going to have that problem because I'm just kind of opening it up to you. If you have felt slighted, if you felt like your text didn't get the attention that it deserved, if you feel like your phone call didn't last as long as it should, well, today's your chance. Now, Roger, I fully realize that by saying that, now nobody's going to call and <laughs> nobody's going to text. And that's fine. But I'm I'm laying it out there for you that I want to hear from you today. And whatever you want to talk about is fine with me. So text the show at 885-ESPN or, better yet, let me hear your voice. Let everybody else hear your voice also on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. In fact, they are the oldest Kubota dealer in the United States of America. They're right here at home. Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson. The Divinity phone is 995-1059. That is a 601 number. 995-1059. Now, what could this be about? This is from Tom that says, tweet out picture, tweet out the pictures. Pictures of what? What were we talking about that we've got pictures of? Seriously, I don't know. I mean, Tom, you just have to let me know. I, apparently, I said something, and now I've already lost it because I don't know what I would have pictures of that I should tweet. Or was that something for the other show? You just let me know. Um, and maybe we've got some coming in late because here's a text that's for Beaver. Beaver got a text. Y'all let Beaver know he got a text during my show. It may be personal. I don't know. Hey, if there was a toilet bowl, who would they invite? <laughs> if there was a toilet bowl? <laughs> Great question, Roger. You pick you picking up my sarcasm? <laughs> okay. Who's up first? That would be Trey on the Divinity Equipment phone line. What's up, Trey? Hey, man. Um, real quick, let's just say... Oklahoma doesn't get into the uh, top four. I really hope that they don't push the Oklahoma versus Alabama game again. I know we've seen it several times the past, you know, so many years. And then with the Jalen Hurts situation, I feel like they're hopefully the media won't push that too much. I know it's an entertainment thing, but it's just not fair really to Jalen Hurts, you know, those programs to have to put them in that situation again. Um, yeah. I mean, from a media guy, do you think that that's something that, you'd like to see again because you know that they, they want ratings. Uh, sometimes they, they kind of push for that. No doubt. Well, listen, Trey, I just have a feeling that it's exactly why they have Alabama at number 12 and Oklahoma at number right. six. And I know that's why you're asking it. And I will tell you, what was it yesterday when I flip on to ESPN.com and on the, the on the homepage, not the, not the college football page. I'm talking the home page for ESPN.com. Right. The first thing that pops up is 
something about Alabama and Jalen Hurts. And I'm going, man, this is the most see-through thing I've ever seen. You know, if it it, is. it's so transparent, why don't they just come out and say it? Hey, look, we put Alabama at 12 because that'll match them up against Oklahoma at number six. You know, I mean, yeah, that's what they're trying to do. No, it, it, most of the time they're looking for story. And I think if we went to eight, it may help eliminate some of that. But also potentially when you still have the human element in yeah. the playoff system, yeah. I know we're being a dead horse here, but, you know, some teams have a conference championship. Others don't. Um, you know what would get bigger ratings? There. You know what would get bigger ratings? There are two possible games in the New Year's Six that include Alabama, two other matchups that would get, I think, even bigger ratings than if they played Oklahoma. Number one, Alabama versus Florida in a New Year's Six. Would do yeah, because they haven't played this year. Do what now? Haven't played this year, correct? Right, that's right. They they were not on the schedule of each other. Bama, Florida, and they're both in the top twelve. And as crazy as Looney Tunes as this is, give us an Alabama Auburn rematch. <laughs> Send them to Dallas in the Cotton Bowl or wherever it is this year. Let them have it. that. Won't ever happen. But it would get bigger ratings if TV's what they're worried about. That would get bigger ratings than Alabama Oklahoma. They'll never do it. I just think, you know, give me Alabama-Florida. That's really, really interesting. But any of these other matchups, look, Alabama versus Utah, no. Alabama versus Wisconsin, uh uh-uh. And so that's why they did it. It's all TV-driven, and we can see it. And, and Trey, even though you don't want it to happen, it's going to happen. They're going to fight. You know, it's going to be Oklahoma versus Alabama. I hate to tell you, (laughs) but it is. Yeah, I just think – I just feel bad for the kids' sake. I think that's ultimately who suffers this – the student athlete and Jalen Hurts in that situation. But um, yeah. anyway, appreciate the take. Right, yeah, man. yeah, thank you, Trey. I appreciate your call very much. Don't count the Golden Gophers out, man. The Golden Gophers of Minnesota. They're at number 18. They fell 10 spots. Lost one game. Well, that's two games now. But the, the second loss dropped them 10 spots. Alabama's second loss dropped them seven spots. Yeah, Auburn, the end of the season is a real leveler. Auburn's 9-3, and three and they jump, jumped up four spots. <laughs> Uh, recency bias this year in the college football playoff rankings. We really haven't had that before. Kobe in Jackson on the Divinity Equipment phone. What's up, Kobe? Hey, what's going on, Matt? I'll give you a little conversation today. We can start with the playoffs. You know? All right. Uh, I think a lot of people, you know, I'm not. A, I'm a Midwest guy who lives in the Southeast, so I, I'm in SEC country, and a lot of people are – somewhat sleep on Clemson. I kind of feel like deep down they got a lot to prove with mm-hmm. it's off the schedule that what they were. And depending on how it lines up, you know, whether LSU wins like they're supposed to against Georgia, will they get the one seed or if they get the two seed and go head-to-head with Goldilocks and Trevor Lawrence one time. Yeah. You know, I think he might that as a coming-out party like he did against Alabama. Nobody expected Lawrence to beat them by four touchdowns last year. So then when you talk about the four spot, I think they'll give it to whichever or whoever has the better game in the title game, Utah or Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma to get in is going to have to put up, you know, do that eye candy, give us 60 points and win by 30 to get in at four. Yeah. But if not, you know, they're going to go with the storyline. The guy before me was just talking about, you know, oh, he hopes they don't play Alabama. They were talking about that at the beginning of the year when, 
they thought Oklahoma was going to get into the playoffs. So right. I think that's pretty fine. Hey, let me ask you but, a question uh, real quick, Kobe. Let me ask you what you think about this. Who has the worst loss? We're looking at one-loss teams, Georgia and Utah. Georgia lost at home to South Carolina. Utah lost on the road at USC, who went 8-4 and four this year and ranked number 22 in the country. So which of those two teams has the worst loss? Well, when you say I, I'm going to eliminate looking at the conferences off top right. because he lost to an interconference school, which generally happens due to familiarity with the teams. So I got to go with Georgia, you know. The expectations were higher for them than they were Utah. You That's don't right. lose to South You don't lose to South Carolina right. in a low-score football game. You know, I could see if it's 51-52 or something like that, but it speaks to Jake Fromm too, you know. He yeah. hasn't I think he sort of met his ceiling. Yeah. He hadn't improved from when he first came on. If that was a game, he should have made sure you can't lose that game to South Carolina. I don't care. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Kobe, look, Utah Utah <laughs> lost that game on the road at USC. And as much as they've been through and all that kind of stuff, USC is a team that has four losses, okay? Three of those four losses for USC are to seventh ranked Oregon, ninth ranked Notre Dame, and seventeenth ranked Washington. That's three of their four losses. And their fourth was a loss at BYU. And exactly. See, that's the, like you said, that's what people don't get. You know, Utah is uh, sure they play Pac twelve week, they got one loss, but one one of it's the top tier school in the Pac twelve. You say Pac twelve, people say Oregon or USC, you know, and yeah. USC just the prestige carries you. So I think they'll give it to them, let them play Ohio State in one four. LSU, Clemson, two, three, and you know, I, I just to just to sit back and get some giggles, you know. I, like I say, I, I hope Goldie Watson, Clemson, go ahead and <laughs> give him a, a shootout with Joe Burrow. That'd be fun. Man, and give him a big thing, so. That'd be yeah, fun. Yeah, you guys take it easy, and I'll keep listening on my lunch break. All right, thanks, Kobe. I appreciate your call. Enjoy your lunch break, man. Yeah, he made a lot of great points. Lynn is listening to the show as he drives around on the Nashville Loop. That sounds like fun, Lynn. How are you doing? Oh, <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. It's kind of kind of pretty out. Yeah, I'm going about sixty-four mile an hour in this truck, so it ain't too dangerous either. That's all to let me run. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think Georgia's going to actually mess around and beat LSU. Do you? And. It, I, I really do, and I think that's going to get a. Is that going to get them both in? Can you really drop LSU out at that point? That's a good, good question. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I think with one loss for LSU, a team that goes undefeated in the in the regular season, that beat Auburn, the team that beat Alabama, that beat Alabama themselves, you know, that won yeah. these blowout they, games the like they did. That's right. If Georgia goes in there and wins that game, you get you're gonna have it. You're gonna have two SEC teams in the playoffs. And look, here's what's interesting about that: is what if what if the same scenario, but but what if Alabama had beaten Auburn and was sitting there with one loss? Then what? Then what if Alabama had beaten Auburn and Georgia went in and beat LSU in the championship game? 
You're going to have three one-loss right. SEC teams in Georgia, LSU, and Alabama, and thankfully Auburn kept us from having that scenario. But could you imagine? I think that would have got Georgia left out and Bama in, probably just given what Bama has been. Yeah. But the reason I say it, Matt, LSU's played some good defenses, but they ain't played Georgia's defense. And I, I know they laid an egg against South Carolina, but that defense is for real. Yeah. No, you're right about that. I mean, the athletes and what they're going to face. And, you know, I don't know if um, this really means a lot or not, Lynn, but but it could. There may be something to be said for the fact that Georgia has been there and done that before in this, trying this SEC championship game stuff before. All these yeah, Georgia – I, mean, I mean, every one of these Georgia players. Jake Fromm's been in it twice. Whereas LSU in there for the first time. So I, I think it's going to be really interesting. And don't forget, this is the the matchup for Georgia that ruined their season last year. Uh, or it felt like yep. it did. You know, when LSU beat them in Baton Rouge, and I think Georgia's out for blood. I don't I, I think I agree with you, Lynn. I think Georgia may have the advantage. Hey buddy, drive safely. I appreciate your call. All right, you too. Yes, sir. It means a really good point. Are we about to pick Georgia? Good calls. Absolutely, man. That's three guys that called in and boom, came through. Stepped up to the plate. Connected. Some, some good analysis. That's it. We'll try to continue that going forward. Just getting started with you on this Wednesday in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. Stick around. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau say hey to a few people here on uh, Facebook. Lynn, who called us, he's watching on Facebook. Joy told me I need to do yoga for my back. That just seems like it would make it worse. (laughs) Junior says, hey, Matt, I hope you get to feeling better. Thank you, Junior. Yeah, you know, not necessarily feeling that bad, but just incredibly stuffy and having a hard time. You know, I just don't feel like talking but that's the one thing everything else feels fine (laughs) josh says what's up matt bulldog in houston loving that i found your show hey josh so houston mississippi or houston texas let me know when they usually when it's in mississippi people put houston mississippi so they don't get it confused with houston texas so i have a lot a lot of people listening online over there according to our okay okay in okay well he's probably in houston texas then so, uh, hey to Josh. I appreciate you tuning in. Watching on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. So check it out right there. Hey, Gail. Hope you're doing well. Tommy says, saving crying in a post game. It's unfair. Now that's funny. <laughs> he ain't getting a lot of sympathy from anybody, is he? Nor should he. <laughs> unfair. Ethan, hey to you. 
He says that I should be the new offensive coordinator at State. I can assure you that would be a disaster. Joey says, uh, wants to know if I'm going to Hattiesburg this weekend. That's the plan, Joey. I'm planning on getting down there on Friday. Not sure about Saturday, but I'm planning to get there uh, on Friday, check out some of the games and take some video and stuff. Uh, Sharon says, if LSU is off and Georgia is on, then we may have a battle. If Georgia's defense is on, they may just win. And yeah. And Hunter said, considering Georgia is basically home field advantage with the game being played in Atlanta, I say the dogs pull out the W. If these two teams were to meet in college fo- uh, football playoff again, then he'd have LSU in the rematch. And yeah, I, it's hard to beat somebody twice when they're that good, isn't it? I mean, it really is. And Sharon says, after nine back surgeries, let me say, don't let them do it. Physical therapy, stretch, pool therapy, take shots, try everything. But I'm about to... um, I've heard that particularly about mid to lower back stuff. Yeah. Your load-bearing area. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Jeff let me know that uh, the radio station is off the air. And and we're working on that. Thanks, Jeff. Cool thing is we're still streaming everywhere, online at uh, thezone1059.com, streaming on my Twitter feed, at Radio Wyatt, and streaming on Facebook right now, also facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Um, there are a whole bunch of texts that came in, Roger, and um, I feel like it would be a little bit of a disservice to a lot of those folks if I went through all their texts right now. So I'm going to hold off while you guys kind of work on some of that stuff. Um, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. That'll, that'll give us a lot of text to get to uh, throughout the rest of the show. Um, all right. So I began today by saying, you know, well, we had two full days of all we talked about with State and Ole Miss because you had the Egg Bowl the way the game happened, the firing of the coach after the game. We had all that to talk about for the Logan has missed two extra better part of, what, year. two days? This is a 35-yarder. Snap is down. Kick is away. I think he missed it. He missed it. He missed it. He missed it wide right. Elijah Moore, there are flags everywhere because the whole state team has run on the field. How about that? You know, and John Cohen was on the show yesterday, State's AD, and, and he said after the game, one of the things he did think about is he he really felt bad for the kicker who missed it, the kid who made the mistake, got the penalty that hurt his team because they're going to have to live with that for a while. Somebody uh, commented on one of the Facebook posts that I had out there yesterday and said that. You know, it's kind of a shame because, you know, a kid's going to live with that for the rest of their life. And, and you know, that is true. That's one of the things that we, we may not – talk about it enough maybe we don't touch on it enough but i told my wife we were in the car riding around last night and uh it came up i think we were going back and listening to the parish offered interview and i think what i said was you know i think a lot of people don't realize that you will never live some of those things down it's not like your teammates or other people rib you about it when you make a mistake or you do something that helps your team to lose a game it's just that in your own head, you can never get rid of it, ever. I mean, for me, you know what? Has it been, what was 30 years ago? 
What was that? 19 Was that 89? Was 30 years ago 1989? Think so. Okay. Right, cuz 20 years ago 99. So 25 things that happened 25 20 to 25 years ago for me, Roger. I just can't get rid of them. You know, bad plays I made, interceptions I threw, stuff I did that caused us to lose a game, or I felt that way anyway. Now, in reality, no one play wins or loses a game. It contributes, but when you play a game where the teams combine for, you know, 100, 120, 140 plays in a game, even this play right at the end, it, it still is one of 120 different plays combined in the ballgame that all contribute to the outcome. So there are focal points, but there are no plays that are the deciding play. No, they all add up to decide the game. But still, you walk away from some things and you feel like it's your fault and you just never let yourself live it down. I know I haven't, and I think so, that's the same way with everybody. So John was feeling sorry for the guy who hiked his leg? Yeah, on the, that's big of him. That's big of him. Yeah, I mean, he, what he said yesterday—that's what it's he said. True, because you know these are young adults; they're they're still green. That's right. I need to go back and I should have done that. I need to clip it out, but I can kind of quote him. I mean, John said, John Cohen said, "Yeah, you know, right after the game, he said one of the things that crossed my mind is I kind of feel so bad for the kid who missed the kick. You know, because stuff like that happens. But and then he said, and even the guy who had the penalty, he said because you know Matt." He said, you and I both have been there 18 years old, and you just sometimes you do dumb stuff. So he's 18. Oh, well, he's a sophomore, so he's probably yeah, 19. You know, he's still, a sophomore. Well, you know, men aren't ripe until they're about 35. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you know, well, conventional thinking anyway, I guess. Um, you know, in the, in the currency, though, that these young people trade in uh, with the social media, this infamy, you know, he's going to be on that reel. You know, you know, wacky things that happen at college football games. He's oh, going to yeah. be on there. He'll be on YouTube. Yeah, and he'll be getting hits. And ironically, we're we're thinking this is so bad for this guy going down the road. He, in his mind, it may be just gravy. This yeah. is awesome. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. May remember it forever. Yeah, I just what your priorities are. You know, if you got yeah. your head on straight, no. That's it. I mean, anybody with their head, um, if it's on straight and not up. You know, in a yeah, exactly damp, smelly cavity. Yeah, if your yeah. uh, head screwed on straight, I'm just telling you, you know, ways. There's no way he takes any joy in what happened, because I guarantee you, he's had teammates say things to him out of frustration and anger, and and a lot of supportive. That's it. I, you know, a lot of people too come up to you constantly and go, "Hey, man, you doing all right?" Even after you've moved on. <laughs> I'd love to get him on and uh, just ask him what's what's been the aftermath, but that won't yeah. happen. Yeah, I'd love to. No, it won't happen. I mean, you know, give him a friendly forum, not, nothing. Sharon, so what has been the fallout? That's right. Sharon on Facebook says, Ep- epic moment right there. I wanted to rush the field. Really? <laughs> it was something else. It is. A, you say a moment. That's what exactly what it is. It's in the history of that game. The finishes, I mean, it's one that people will talk about for a long, long time. A game that will live in infamy. No question about it, Roger. It's going to live in infamy. We can bet on that. All right. Kicking tires and lighting fires. 
and trying to put some out all at the same time. Stay with us in the Farm Bureau studio. Yo, back on the show. Um, David says on Facebook, Roger is on a roll today. <laughs> Thank you. Which, 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 what's he talking about? What's talking about, Willis? What's talking about, Willis? I think you, you know, when you were talking about cavities and whatnot. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> you know, sometimes you'll find your head up in there, and you'll be wondering where, where am I? That's <laughs> the best. I just got a text about a receipt. Congrats, Matt. Your code blank, 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 blank printed on your last receipt is among seven. We randomly picked for a thousand dollar Walmart gift card promotion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Roger, there's a Because you know, you always put your email in there. (laughs) There's a link here. Don't you give your email address to all the stores? Well, it's not an email. It's a text message. I'm leery of those $1,000. Well, I I just don't, what it says, here's the, I'm going to read it to you and I'm not. All it wants you to do is just click here, right? See, it does. And I'm, I don't normally click on this stuff. That's what you call uh, fishing. Yeah. They're fishing for clicks, aren't they? Not the kind you like. The pH kind. The one printed on my last receipt is among seven. We randomly picked for $1,000 Walmart gift card promotion. Now, See, is this ostensibly from Walmart? Here's the thing, Roger. Because you think they would tell you your receipt from Lowe's yeah. you know, or from, you know, wherever you want. But no, she's at Walmart. Chicken. She's yeah. at Walmart. My wife's at Walmart. Right now. Yeah, she texts me, Roger. Oh, hold on. Um, so five minutes ago, literally five minutes ago, and said, I'm at Walmart. I'm about to text her uh, a screenshot of this, and I'm going to let her know that, you know, we may we may have just won $1,000 <laughs> from Walmart. Let me send this to Annabeth right now. See, it says one of seven. And I'm wondering, like, am I one of seven finalists or are those seven receipts getting the $1,000 Walmart card? That'd be 7000 bucks, Wouldn't it? Doggone, man. I don't know. Should I click the link? No. Okay, I'm not clicking it then. If it doesn't tell you what store your receipt came from, no way it's legit. Well, but see, and they I, know that people are going to be shopping around this time of year, and nobody goes very long without going to Walmart. Not down here. Congrats, Matt. They got my name. Your code, and then there's the code printed on your last receipt, is among seven we randomly picked for a $1,000 Walmart gift card promotion. Rich on Facebook says, Don't do it. <laughs> You think my phone's being hacked? 
It you, will be. Yeah, if I click that, they're gonna have me. Is that what you? Is that what's happening? Okay. That's how you get stuck. Okay. Rich says it's a scam. But here's the thing, though. Who is texting me and it has my name on it? That's what I want to know. Kylan Hill, your winner of the C Spire Connolly Trophy. And uh, couldn't be more deserving. The young man is the leading rusher in the Southeastern Conference. Name a football conference in which it is more difficult to lead in rushing. Name one. I, you can't because the SEC is the toughest conference in the country to lead in rushing. And Kylan Hill, 1,300 yards. He racked up more yards rushing this year than anybody else in the SEC. Averaged 112 yards rushing a game. Had 10 touchdowns. And he had those 1,300 yards on 235 attempts. Let me tell you this. Let me listen to this, y'all. Listen to this. There were some guys who averaged more per carry. Uh, the only guy who averaged more yards per game was John Rice Plumley, the freshman quarterback at Ole Miss. He played in nine games. Kylan played in 12. Everybody in the top, you got the, the top 10 in rushing in the SEC were Hill, Plumley, Bowden, Edwards Hilaire, Swift at Georgia, Boyd at Arkansas, Harris at Alabama, Najee, Keyshawn Vaughn, Vanderbilt, Whitlow, Auburn, and Isaiah Spiller from A&M. At all the top ten in rushing in the SEC, Kylan Hill is the only one with over 200 yards or 200 carries. He had 235 carries this year. The next closest to him, DeAndre Swift at Georgia, had. 42 fewer carries, 193 on the year. And consequently, over 100 yards fewer. Touchdowns uh, of the top 10 rushers in the SEC. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at LSU has the most touchdowns rushing at 16. Then there's Plumlee with 12. Then Lynn Bowden and Najee Harris, each with 11. And then Kylan Hill with 10. So hats off, Kylan Hill. Best college football player in the state of Mississippi this year, your C Spire Connerly Trophy winner. We're back on the air, and here come these texts to you. Hey, by the way, I want to tell you on the gift card thing, I've looked it up on some sites here. Yeah. Walmart does give, they do receipt drawings four times a year, but those winners are always notified by a certified mail. When they okay. when you get a text like that, it's it's not called phishing, it's called Smishing, I guess that's from SMS text. Okay. So that's what they call. And you will get compromised. Then they'll ask you for personal information. So So not only did I not click the link here. You're deleting it. I am going to delete that text altogether from my phone. Goodbye. That's a good public service for everybody out there. And now look, I'm going to send this to my wife. Don't click that link. Don't click that link. I'm going to send it to her right now. All right, so here we go. Uh, between Don't click that link, my friend. That, let's make a song out of that. Don't click that link. All right, look. <clears throat> between uh, now and the start of hour number two, excuse me, 
uh, we're going to roll through some texts. I appreciate all y'all texting. Uh, we had a little blip in the radar over there, but now we've got it figured out. Three Hump Camel says, uh, I really want to know if this punter substitution thing in the Iron Bowl was really unfair as Saban claimed. Well, no. It was not unfair because they only they because they they substituted once and then he wanted to get his uh his punt team back out there. See, here's here's what happened. Auburn is in a punting situation, obviously, right? Alabama definitely wants to get their return man, Jalen Waddle, out on the field. So Alabama brought their punt return unit on the field. But when the punter went out for Auburn, he just lined up at wide receiver. And Auburn stayed on offense with Bo Nix at QB. So Alabama freaked out and tried to bring their punting unit, punt return unit, off the field and get their defense back out. They got confused. And that's when they broke a huddle with 12 men. It wasn't that they had 12 on the field at one time. It was that they broke a huddle effectively, you know, with 12 men. And so it was just they got outfoxed. Saban says they should have had time or should have had the ability to get their right, their their personnel on the field. It's just not the case. And so that's what happened. John says, Matt, don't you think it would be crazy to hire Kiffin at Ole Miss? Would uh, be in the same shape in three years, in my opinion. That's John from Johns, Mississippi. John from Johns. You know, listen, I, I kind of feel like on a lot of these potential hires, potential coaches, it's so hard to know. Would would Is Lane Kiffin a good coach? Yeah. Is coaching in the SEC different than in Conference USA? Yeah. And he's had some success at Conference US, at a Conference USA school by getting a lot of transfers in there from JUCO. You're not going to rely as heavily on that or need to rely as heavily on that at Ole Miss as you would at FAU. And in the SEC, you don't outsmart people either. I think that's one big takeaway in all of this that I, I we can firmly plant this flag in the ground. Uh, John, whoever you hire at Ole Miss had better be someone who believes that, who believes and understands the way you win in the SEC is with physicality and just dogged toughness in ball games and depth and strength and speed. It ain't going to be drawing up X's and O's that people can't figure out. Everybody can figure it out. It's not going to be outthinking other coaches in the SEC. You won't. You simply win by being physical enough to outlast some other teams for four quarters. And at Ole Miss, you're not going to out-talent anybody anytime soon. Now, you get the right coach in, you get the network up and going. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, you, know, you get some talent in there, but it's going it's going to take a couple of years, a couple three years, for the right coach. But whoever it is has got to understand that. And and a lot of these guys that, I mean, he had his chance to understand that at Tennessee, and he got out of there the first chance he got. I don't know. All right, we'll start off hour number two with Pat and the mailman and Southpaw and Chris and Jr. and Tim, Bulldog Blitz and Kobe and everybody coming up. Stick around. 